Are you ready to start living richer? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Live Richer podcast, hosted by Jamie Catmull, a podcast created for people to challenge and manage their ideas of wealth, culture, and money across the world, bringing you the best personal finance advice to make more, save more, and live richer. Now, here's your host, Jamie Catmull. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I'm Jamie Catmull, your money champion and your host of the Live Richer podcast. I'm super excited to have Rachel Cruz with me today because as a person who is very good at staying on a budget, I need someone like Rachel to help me when it comes to holiday shopping. So I have Rachel here to give us some tips and advice on how we can have the Christmas we want without going broke or going majorly into debt, credit card debt, or whatever it may be when it comes to going into debt. I love Rachel. I love her Instagram posts. I love everything that she does. And so I'm super excited to have you here. Rachel, how are you doing today? I'm great, Jamie. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. I know I find myself watching your um, different Instagram posts and your little videos and just laughing and totally relating to the things that you talk about. I think as a mom, it's really hard sometimes to stay on that budget and to do the things we need to do in order to have that peace when it comes to our money, especially during the holidays. It's very hard not to want to be the best gift giver and to outdo everyone. I just saw a study this morning that talked about how six out of 10 people want to be the best gift giver in their family. And so I'm hoping maybe, Rachel, you can tell us how do we do that without breaking the bank? Oh, gosh. Man, to be the best gift, it's like a competition now, right? I know. win. Six out of 10, Rachel. I could not believe it. And I I just wonder, like when you said that, I was like, I wonder where that comes from. What is that in us? that longs to be the best gift giver? Is it truly to like love the other person well and be a thoughtful gift giver so that they have joy? Or is it saying something more about us and wanting to feel good about ourselves? And sadly, I think for a lot of us, it's the latter. So that's what's hard about money is it's like, it's us. It's us and our dysfunction and our unhealthiness. And out of that, we end up spending a lot of money to try to feel better about it. I oh, it, I know shopping's therapy for many of us. Um, one thing that happened to me recently is I went into Walmart and I saw clearance two dollar hand towels. I don't think I needed those hand towels, and but I wanted to buy the hand towels. What can we do not to fall victim to clearance sales and buying things that we don't need or buying gifts that people really don't want just because we found them on sale? Yes. Well, there's always a phrase I use, and it's just because it's a good deal doesn't mean it's a good deal for you. And it ends up not being a good deal for you if you go and buy, right, the 18 hand towels because they're two bucks each. Like, well, I could... And then you have all these hand towels and then they don't fit in drawers and then you get stressed out because you're like, oh my gosh, I got to fold these and what? Like it ends up being more stress to your life just because something was on sale. And so I always have to kind of filter (laughs) through and think, okay, just because it's a good deal doesn't mean it's a good deal for me. And 
you know, there are some good deals coming out with, you know, sales of whether it's Black Fridays or Cyber Mondays, you know, all all these stores are doing all these sales for Christmas. So so there is a good time to take advantage of sales if it's something that you originally wanted and you're like, oh, perfect. If I was looking for hand towels over the last few weeks and here they are at Walmart, then that's great. But if we weren't looking for them in the first place, if there wasn't a plan for them, then that's where you really have to be like, good for those hand towels. I'm so glad that you're only $2, but I don't need you. I don't need you. And so, yeah, it's it's a hard one, though, because I feel like we're in a mindset of it's it's a good deal. So you should get it. And no, not always the case. So just because it's a good deal doesn't mean it's a good deal for you. You know, a lot of people say that you should start early when it comes to shopping. And I was thinking, if I start early, do I end up spending more? Because I just keep shopping because I started two months earlier. So now I started in October and I'm going to go clear till December and maybe even after Christmas because the big after Christmas sells. So is it a good idea to start early to save money? And if I do start early, how do I stop myself from going and continually keep buying and shopping as I go to the stores? Yes, I know. It's hard. Okay. So I would say um, I like to shop early because I don't want the stress of last minute and like wrapping and everything. Like there's, I don't know if it's just my personality, but there's something about having it all done and tucked away that I'm like, okay, I can enjoy my Christmas cocktail and not be thinking about wrapping <laughs> wrapping gifts like it's all done. <laughs> and so I just enjoy my life better. So for me, shopping early and planning helps me. So what I do is I have a list and it sounds a little bit like, oh my gosh, that's so rigid, but it it, it really has become so helpful for me by having a list. And I really do. I list out everyone we're buying gifts for. So it's, it's you know, our kids have a, have a line item. Uh, if it's in-laws and my parents, if we draw names as like older siblings, sometimes we'll draw names, teacher gifts. Uh, if you do gifts, you know, for people that, you know, anyone that you're literally going to buy a gift for and take, take a few days to think about it. So take some time, get the notes app on your phone, like take it out and just have a, say Christmas on it and like let have a running list. And then you want to figure out, okay, how much money do we have to spend this Christmas? That's not going to put us into debt and is not going to be unwise. Like, I don't want the January you to hate the December you. So like, think ahead and think, okay, Rachel in January, where would Rachel in January want to sit with her money in her bank account? You know, be thinking ahead. And so that really does help you think, okay, here's the amount of money we have. And it may not be a lot. Honestly, Jamie, this year, because of inflation, I mean, all the studies are coming out that credit card debt's still on the rise you know, gas. I mean, it's just life has been is more expensive this Christmas than even last Christmas. And so for some people, it may not be as much money. So swallow your pride. You don't have to be the best gift giver this Christmas. Let go of that expectation and say, really, what is the amount that is wise for our family? And have that dollar amount at the top. And then you're going to go through. It sounds terrible, but it's the best way to do it. And put dollar amounts next to people's names and say, okay, here's how much we have to spend. On each kid, here's how much we're spending on teacher gifts. Here's how much we're spending, you know, if your coworkers do a secret Santa, here's that, you know, and you list it out. And then the goal is for everyone's name that has dollar amounts next to them equals the amount of money you want to spend on gifts. And you have to stick to it. And then I'll add this too, Jamie, that you may make a list for a bunch and then you realize, God, we just don't have that much money to, to, to divvy out to all these people. So maybe you say no. 
And you hate to be that person, but you know, you may say to your siblings, like, hey, let's, are you good if we don't draw gifts this year? And honestly, I think there might be a collective, oh, thank God. Yes. Thank you. Like, we don't want to do it either. Like, you know, sometimes you kind of release people from something that, that you feel like you're bound into. And so just being honest about it and not doing the white elephant thing at work or like whatever the thing is that you may have to say no to. So there might be limits there. Uh, but man, I would encourage people to do it though, because having that list with a reasonable amount of money to spend, is going to be your guide. So it's going to be your guide when you walk into Walmart and you see the sale, or it's going to be your guide when you go on Amazon and see this. It's going to help you say yes or no. And you can almost blame the list. Be like, oh, I want to be able to do this, but my list won't let me. It's so like, you know, make the list the bad guy uh, in the situation. But it does. It, it, it It's learning to be disciplined. And I think we live in a culture that it's like, whatever feels good, just go and do. And that's what gets us in trouble. And so putting facts on paper, again, it's, I feel like I'm like Debbie Downer. I'm like stealing Christmas joy. Uh, but it really does help you navigate shopping and Christmas and give you more peace than a lot of stress. Do you ever ask people suggestions on what they want for Christmas? That may, is under that certain dollar amount. Yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, I mean, I think it's wise, especially if it's gifts that are kind of like, you know, I mean, your kids will be like a thousand dollars. So, like, yeah, don't ask your kids that. No. Uh, but <laughs> but no, for other I'm people, like, we'll just say like, yeah. can we have a limit? Can we have a twenty dollars limit for this? And then it makes people get creative to say, okay, we got to find you know gifts within twenty dollars. So having a dollar limit in a in you know I me mean, in like a situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I, that's wise. Because I was just thinking, um, I recently asked my my cousin, I was buying their son a gift, and I said, can you give me a list of gifts that maybe they would want that I could just grab on Amazon that were under, like I said, under $30, right? Yes. Yeah. And she went through and had the little boy pick some out, and they sent him over because I didn't want to go spend my money on something that they didn't even want. Do you know what I mean? Lots of times yes. we buy gifts for people that don't even get used. Yep. Or, you know, you buy food that they didn't even want, right? You went and bought the gift basket and they didn't use anything in the gift basket and it could have cost you $75. Yes. I mean, seriously, yes. And so I do find too that like little creative gifts, especially like for hostess gifts or things that you're like, I just, I do want to show my gratitude in this way. Um, I, I saw this recently. I thought it was so cute. It was like a homemade cocktail kit. And someone made like a little bottle of their own simple syrup with rosemary. It was like rosemary simple syrup, a little bottle of like, I think it was tequila a twig of rosemary and something else. And they just put it in this little bag. And that's what she gave out to like all her hostess gifts and some of her friends. And she was like, it cost, it didn't cost that much because a lot of it was just homemade, but it was like a little homemade cocktail kit. I was like, that's so fun. So yeah, I think there's creative ways that instead of just giving another candle that you're like, okay, I can spend less. And it actually has a touch of creativity to it, which I think people appreciate even more. I do think people love the personalization when it comes to gifts. Yes. I do you know, it might not even, even if they don't use it, <laughs> but it only costs you like $2 or a dollar, they still like that you thought of them. The thought goes a long way with a lot of people. Yeah. So going to entertaining, what are some places you like to shop or where do you get a lot of your things when it comes to entertaining for the holidays? Yeah. So for food, Trader Joe's and Aldi have some great prices and specifically like for cheeses like if you're doing like charcuterie boards and stuff going to these inexpensive places versus sorry whole foods but like instead of like really nice grocery stores go to an aldi go to a trader joe's and there are so 
there's so many fun there's so much fun stuff there food wise that do not that that can cost you almost in half versus going to like a gourmet really nice place if you're going to be having food so that's one thing i would say um yeah and shopping around i mean you know the the decor and stuff especially if you're hosting again it doesn't have to be over the top and i'm not a very creative person this is not in my wheels in my wheelhouse but i went to a christmas dinner with some friends last year and i remember she had this long table and she literally Jamie, just had candlesticks just all, all along like kind of different sizes but it was literally just candles in the middle of the table and that was it and it was beautiful and i was like oh my gosh this looks so good. It's like, oh yeah, it cost me nothing. She's like, I didn't want to get all the greenery and stuff. So like we just, it, and it was just these, can- and they just burned and it was, it was beautiful. And so there's ways to, to be creative, I think. And, and again, especially if you're hosting hospitality, people want to feel when they leave your home, they, they might be sitting there, you know, picking apart your decorations or your, you know, if you have a charger or not on your plate, but genuinely like to love people well in the season, because it's just been a hard year. Uh, when someone leaves and they just feel better about themselves than about you, that's the key to hospitality for me. So it's not about me putting on a show to, for you to be impressed by me. It's really as my guest, like to to love you really well and have really good conversation, and you feel better about yourself when you leave than you feel about me. Do you think it's in bad taste? I just thought about this to do potluck style no. if you're no. a host. No, do it. People don't care, and if they do care. Then do you want to be friends with them? That's what I was just thinking to Rachel. I was like, if they said, oh, I can't believe she's asking me to bring something. No, <laughs> you have like to ask yourself side. about that person when you you really would have to ask. I know. Seriously, life's too short. With? Life's too short. So, no, whether it's like appetizers or a bottle of wine, bring a bottle of wine, like have something that they bring. I don't think that's bad at all. And I, honestly, I think people are doing it more and more. Um, because you don't want all the weight of all, whether it's the cost of having the weight of everything that you're providing or even just the stress. So I think people are really willing and happy to pitch in. So I think, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I was like, I could see more and more people doing that because especially if you're doing a huge one for lots of family members, right. When it comes to your dinner and you're not just serving five people, you may be serving like 50, 60. And that yeah, would be extremely yes. expensive. I mean, just yes. getting the turkey, you know, that's would be expensive because you might have to buy two. Uh, just things like that could really add up. So I was like, oh, we could do potluck when you were just talking. That, that's a really, I don't even know where it came from, but I just thought, hey, great idea. <laughs> that would be a good idea this time. Um, I, and you brought up Aldi and I actually just did a challenge where I was able to make a Thanksgiving dinner from Aldi for, I think it was like $24. Oh with my the gosh. turkey, the potatoes, the yams, we had corn, we had the pie, we had the whole thing. It's pretty amazing. Aldi is a great store and so is Trader Joe's. I was just there trying to do the same thing recently. And they even have gluten-free items. I know we're not trying to do an advertisement here for Trader Joe's and yeah, Aldi. But no, it, but it's just it's great <laughs> options. It really is. They have, yeah. they have great options. So do you have any places that maybe you get coupons from or do you do any type of things like that when it comes to buying gifts for your kids and things like Christmas. I mean, what are some things that you do? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I really, I mean, the Cyber Monday, Black Friday stuff is where I, those days really are helpful um, for me. So that that's where I look. And then there are apps. Um, Slickdeals.com is a place. Uh, Honey is an app as well. So anything that has an internet browser, 
that when you shop that they really can pull in coupons for the items and you're when you're checking out. Uh, there's a lot of those kind of companies that do that. And so that's very helpful. And shop around at prices because different stores, they will. There's some that will match prices, right? They they do the price match. Um, but it is amazing. You know, if you shop three different places for something, uh, it, it the price does change. It really does. So I'm a big fan of just finding something that's inexpensive. And some people are big about shopping local and all that, which is awesome. And if that's kind of your thing, then that's great. Uh, but sometimes mine's just to stick, in the bu- stick to the budget. And so... Uh, Amazon. Amazon's also a, I always find cheaper prices there personally. So when you're buying, just so we can give this to people to understand how they could do it easily. If I, to keep track of my budget, how do you do that? Did you, I think you mentioned you put it on your phone cause I'm going to try to do this. So do I put down the list? I put on um, how much I'm doing and then do I just mark it off the list or how do you, do you do it on your phone or do you write it down? Yeah, how I do. do, you do that? I, I keep it on my phone, and so I list, like, you know, for my three kids, for instance, and the dollar amounts. And then whenever I buy something for them, I just put the I put the dollar amount that I bought for. And so I just do quick math, and I'm like, okay, that minus that, so I have this much left for them. And so I just keep track of how much I spend per kid. And then, yes, and then when all the shopping's done, all that money is spent. I know I do. I'm such a nerd, Jamie. Are you ready for this? I do the uh, the check mark emoji. I'm like, yes, done, oh done. And I'm like, Amelia's done, Carolyn. And it. It like does something to my soul. I feel so good about myself when I'm like, I get everything done. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I can just enjoy. It's all it's all done. So, so yeah, I mean, it's it's not that fancy of a process, but I do. I, I keep it on my phone. If it's on a sheet of paper, I would lose it. So I have my phone with me all the time. Um, so yeah, I just kind of just keep track of it that way. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part for me is always finding a way to keep track of it. So yeah. I think I'm going to try putting it on my phone this time. And I'm going to... Also write it down. I'm going to put it in two spots to make sure I stick to that budget this year. I think that would really, really help out. And do you have anything people can do as far as people that say, like, I don't even have money to shop for Christmas year? I mean, there's studies that say that people are living paycheck to paycheck. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. What are some things, if not what to do, what not to do this Christmas? Yes. Well, what not to do, don't go into debt for it. Going into Chris, going into credit card debt to just to be generous or just to feel the need to like, oh gosh, this is what we have to do. This is what everyone does. So I feel like I have to have this many gifts or I have to be doing this. Uh, that that means you're living your life for other people versus yourself. And so it, I mean, it really might be a year. It's very humbling to be able to say, to say like, man, it's just a hard year this year. So we're not going to have a lot. And so if you, if that is your situation, then I would say um, don't go into debt. Don't expect your kids to understand if you don't have a conversation with them. And so I would, depending on the age of your kids, uh, you don't want to scare them. But if if this Christmas really is going to look a whole lot different than last Christmas, then I would. I would start the conversation and say, hey, guys, you know, it's been it's been kind of a crazy year for us and everything's good. Like give them peace and stability. But say, you know, it may not be as big of a Christmas this year. And that's okay because our goal is maybe this summer that we're going to go as a family and do something really fun. Like we're looking forward to that, you know, maybe giving them something to, to, to think about in the future, but I would communicate it, especially if you have older kids, because it's the worst feeling as a parent, because it just adds more to the sadness of like, golly, the stress of the situation is if they, you know, are ungrateful on Christmas morning, they're like, what, this is it. So prepping them ahead of time, I think is really wise too. Um, and then I would say, don't my, my friend, Dr. John Zaloni says this and I love it. He says, I would rather choose guilt over resentment. And so 
don't go into a situation just because you feel like I have to. Oh, God, we always do this. So I have to do it. And you end up doing it. You end up spending money you don't have. You end up resenting the people in the situation you're in because you're in a bad position uh, financially and emotionally. So you would rather have the guilt of saying, I really want to do this and I really wish we'd be part of it this year, but we just can't. And you feel guilty saying no, but you'd rather feel guilt than resentment. Yeah, and Rachel, I know I'm being like really calm right here. I'm like, it just makes me feel so bad in general that you could, a person wouldn't be able to do that. And, but I think the things you're saying are true. And I, I know that, you know, if you talk to your kids and explain to them, you could do it. And also you could get a side gig, you know, maybe try to figure yes, some I'm other sorry, way yeah. to make, you could make some extra cash. Yeah. So, so the way to do it. Yeah. So those are things not to do, but what you should do or what you can do uh, is cut stuff. And I mean, honestly, for, for three months, cut all the subscriptions for three months, cut the, cut the delivery stuff, anything that it has a level of convenience to it. They always add more money to it. So cut convenience, cut everything out just to free up some cash. Yeah. For the next two months so that you have some money to buy. So that's definitely one thing. And then, like you said, too, if you want to pick up a side hustle, do something on the side for a few nights a week. Um, and again, you, you're just doing this for five, six weeks to to get some money and to, to be able to use for the holidays. Then that's great, too. So, yeah, there are definitely ways to free up some money. Um, so there's definitely some don'ts and some do's for sure. Yeah, because I was just thinking you guys talk a lot about paying off debt and a lot of people that come and listen to you guys and read your dad, Dave Ramsey's books and things. They're trying to get, do the whole debt snowball thing. And I believe a lot of the tips he gives people is ways to cut back on different things in order to pay down that debt. And I guess you could always use that money instead of paying off the debt to maybe buy something for that Christmas. I mean, what is probably the easiest way that you found for people to maybe free up some of that extra cash? Where do you think people spend it the most that maybe they can free it up? Yes. Um, food is a big one and it is just so expensive right now, but where you shop is a huge game changer. So where you shop grocery wise uh, can definitely save some money. I would say, again, subscriptions, I would cut those. Uh, I would look to see, you know, even within taxes, it might be kind of hard to do if it's a little bit last minute. But if you get a huge tax refund every year, you could even, you know, not withhold as much in taxes and that will put more money back in your paycheck instead of getting a big refund. Uh, that's one thing. We always tell people to pause investing while getting out of debt. Um, so that's a way to free up income too. If you're funding your 401k and you're in debt, we always say to pause that while you're getting out of debt to have more cash to throw at your debt. Um, so that's an option. I, I'd hate to say pause your 401k and use that money for Christmas. Part of me is like, I'd rather you use that for debt. Uh, but that's that's a way to free it up. And also like look, look at your big ticket items, whether it's insurance or different things that you spend money on quarterly or or even annually and shop rates. Because some people get locked in, like insurance as an example, into something and they just pay for it and they look up and it's been six years and they've never even looked to shop at rates. And you can actually save thousands of dollars even by doing that. So looking at some of those options will help free up some cash. Some of those are have a little bit longer um, of a tailwind. You know, it may not be quick cash that you could get from like a, versus a side gig, uh, but just some ways in the future to be thinking of how to get some more money back in your paycheck. Or don't go to Dutch Bros or Starbucks yeah. every day. Or <laughs> tell your kids we're not eating out this month. Or we're not doing some of this simple places where we spend that extra cash. 
Yes. I mean, honestly, people, you it's those little dollar amounts that sometimes catch up. I noticed myself recently, I wasn't paying attention to it. And so my husband brought attention to it and showed me how much I was spending just by these little small purchases throughout the day and how they can really add up for a person. And they are things that we really don't need. We don't need to go get a snack at the gas station on the way home from school. We don't need to do simple things that we yeah. could just easily just go home and save money. That's exactly you know? right. And that's why probably like you said, plan early, figure out your budget early and ways you can actually have that money. So starting early is a big thing, yes, probably I in general. Because so. sure. I was just thinking if you go last minute, that's probably when you always get in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, because it's that urgency, and it's like, well, I got to get it, regardless of the price. We, we got to get it, or I'll pay extra for shipping. And you know, you yeah, you end up spending more for sure versus planning out ahead of time and having the patience and you have the bandwidth to be able to be like, okay, I'm not going to get that now, but I do want that for that, you know, that gift. But I'm going to wait and see if it goes on sale. So yeah, you have the time to plan. Yeah, and you mentioned shipping too. That is a big deal because then you pay for the shipping to get there quickly. So yeah, yeah. That, I did just thought about that one. Well, I want to ask you a question that I like to ask all my guests, and that's if you've ever had a money champion moment, like where time when you've been able to help someone either um, financially or gave them great financial advice, and it had a positive outcome. And if you'd share that with us today. Oh, yes. Well, uh, I felt, you know, lucky in a sense that my job, I feel like we get to hear stories I mean, every day of people that are doing this journey of getting out of debt and they're actually succeeding. So um, and I'll tell you when this morning I was, I swear Trader Joe's is not a sponsor of this <laughs> podcast, but I was at Trader Joe's this morning and there was a guy with his daughter and he just stopped me and he was like, hey, we just moved to Nashville from Washington two weeks ago. They just moved here two weeks ago. And he's like, we got out of debt two years ago doing your stuff. And we're so thankful, you know, our family, like money is just not a stressful point anymore. Like we know how to budget. We're living below our means. We have savings. And he just kind of, yeah, for about a minute or so, just, just thanked me. And I was like, well, I didn't do that. You know, I, I may have put out the content, but you're the one that, that did it, which is incredible. So, so yeah, I get to hear these stories a lot of people that really do take control of their money. What I love about it, Jamie, is like, they're not flashy. It's not this like, you know, big process that everyone sees but it's everyday people that make a decision and say, I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I don't want to be stressed with money. I don't want my money controlling me. I want to control it. And they make a decision to do something different with their money. And they start, you know, I think we're talking about sacrificing and working their way out of debt. So they have no payments. So when their income hits their account, it's all theirs. And they they get a say over where, where it's going. For the first time ever, they have money in the bank. They have an emergency fund. They actually have cash that just sits there just in case something happens. And so the level of stress and the level of anxiety just goes down when when you have autonomy, like when you have a say over your life versus other people speaking into it, uh, it's powerful. And so, um, yeah, I love it. And I love it to everyday people from every debt level you can imagine, every income level, every race and religion. I mean, every type of person out there we get to help. And the one common thread, though, I see constantly is that they believe that they can do it. And that's an important factor of this. It's just that belief that it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy, but I have the ability to make changes in my life and I'm going to. And it's really empowering. When you just said they believe they can do it, I literally got chills. 
And it just, you know, like testifying to me as an individual that I can do it. Anyone can do it. If they just believe you don't have to be held captive to debt and to the superficialness of the world that makes you feel like you have to have these things. There are things that are by far more important in life. And after saying that, I just wanted to ask you another question I always ask people, and that is, what does live richer mean to you, Rachel? Live richer for me, gosh, I think it means putting my my joy, my identity, so much of like the deeper things of life in things that can't be taken away. And so I've been through seasons of my life where I feel like living richer meant just like getting more and more stuff, which stuff is not bad. I'm not mad at stuff. I like nice stuff, but but it, I end up a rat in a wheel just wanting more and more and more and more. It's never fulfills. And again, it's fun to have some great cars and go on great vacations. And I do all that and it's great. But the the, the deeper soul work for me, I think, is having my um, my identity and my joy coming from a place of something that just can't be taken away. And that's that's kind of changed my outlook in life. So that would be living richer for me. Thanks so much for sharing that, Rachel. And thanks for coming on the podcast today. And Hopefully your advice will help others to live a richer life and to have a great holiday season. And I just want to say thanks everyone and live richer. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Before you go, we'd love for you to subscribe to our show to catch all of our updates. Also, we want to hear from you. What are your burning questions about money and how to live your best life? Reach us at livericherpod at gobankingrates.com.